from Beyond the Outer Rim Holomag, I'm Lana Slock, and you're listening to Beings of the Galaxy. I am notorious for letting my excitement blind me into making rash decisions. Purchases, commitments, relationships, you name it. If I was excited about it, I dove in immediately. No questions asked. While this character flaw was a bit of a nuisance growing up, it wasn't until moving to a new world practically on the other side of the galaxy, with no job lined up, hardly any credits to my name, and no friends, that I realized maybe I should have tempered my excitement and actually came up with a plan for why I was moving and how I would survive. I made it through, or else I wouldn't be talking to you right now. But not without a lot of struggle and loneliness. That was the hardest part of my first year on Noel. How lonely I was. I thought the first year moving to a new place would be full of adventure, one where I'd look back and have an endless supply of wild stories from days spent exploring the city and trying new foods. But it wasn't that at all. It was a lot of takeout from the cheapest diner near my flat. A lot of job interviewing while serving calf at a local cafe. And a lot of tears. I don't like being alone. Another thing I should have thought of when I moved to a place where I knew absolutely no one. But that's beside the point. The point is that I had to learn how to be alone. And how to find joy in that. Eventually I discovered how, but... I credit the Acro Theater to showing me the way. The Acro was a short walk away from my flat. It became my saving grace. If you blinked, you would miss it. And many did miss it. But those who found it, found a rare gem. I didn't blink. My first visit to the Acro surprised me. I turned down a nondescript alley and followed the neon signs to the entrance. Two glass doors slid open, and I entered the lobby, hit first with the sweet smell of freshly popped Noel mix. I glanced around, immediately greeted by hollows of the different dramas playing and coming soon. The combination of the smells, the lights, the overall atmosphere hit me, and I felt... Something I hadn't felt in a long time. Home. The Markle, the theater back on Crastily, was nothing like this one. It didn't have a coziness or uniqueness to it. The snacks were standard snacks, nothing artisan about them. But every time I walked through those doors, every time I nestled down into one of the loungers, I felt welcomed, home, and so very excited to see a story come to life before me. And being in the Markle felt no different. I went back every single day for the next week until I had seen every holodrama playing. And when they received a new lineup, there I was again. I repeated this routine over and over. Alone. But never once did I feel lonely. Because this was a new home. This was familiar. This place was the gift I didn't know I needed. 
I'm not the only being in the galaxy who knows the power a theater holds in the life of someone in pain or alone. When Jed Nettle found himself back in the old Skyway Theater on Alphon after a devastating loss, he found the comfort and guidance he needed at that moment in his life. He eventually purchased the closed theater and reopened it, renaming it in his brother's name, the Oliver Theater. Jed had prepared a formal speech dedicating the theater to a long list of supporters and donators, but that speech only exists on a data pad of Jed's. Here is the dedication speech he gave instead. You know, I, well, I had prepared a speech for today. I was going to tell you all about how the Oliver Theater came to be. All the people who made this possible. And all of that is important, sure. But that's not what I think I'm supposed to spend this time doing. So I'm going to turn this data pad off and just talk to you. Oh, look at Grant. He hates when I ad-lib. Don't worry. I'm not going to reveal your deepest, darkest secrets. Just some surface-level ones. My brother, Oliver. Yes, the name of the theater is intentional. But we'll get into that. Patience, all of you. Oliver, he, he died during the war. Some of you, well, I reckon most of you didn't know that. But now you do. Well, the theater's named in his memory, there's more to it than that. But I'm getting ahead of myself, aren't I? Let me slow it down. Yeah, so, Oliver, he died. It's been four years now, I think. You obviously want to know how he died, but you're too polite to ask. Don't worry. I'm going to tell you. It wasn't spectacular. I mean, he wasn't, you know, fighting for the rebellion or anything. He was just walking. Imagine that. Walking. The most ordinary thing in the universe. Happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. A couple stray blaster bolts from Kryfing. Idiotic stormtroopers who were trying to go after some rebel pilot who crashed on Borai. They missed, like they always do, and hit my brother instead. I was getting drunk at the cantina with some friends when I heard what happened. My mom tried to reach me, but I kept ignoring her messages. Stuffing my calm link deep into my pockets. Eventually, Brip, the bartender, called me to the back. I saw my mother's hollow flickering over the desk. I'll never forget her breaking down as soon as she saw me. I caught a speeder and immediately went home. You might think I named this theater after Oliver just because he died. But joke's on you. I probably would have named it after him even if we were still alive. He would have liked that. To see his name on a building in his hometown. Would have fueled his mild narcissistic tendencies. Oh, don't give me those looks. He would have told you himself he was a slight narcissist if he had the chance. He had every right to be, mind you. 
You know those people who are just so stupidly good at everything they deserve to be obnoxious about it? That was Oliver. It's a damn shame he died that day. He's gonna do great things. He was the one on the path to doing great things. Not me. That should have been me. But unfortunately for you all, for my parents, for the galaxy, and especially for Grant, you got stuck with me instead. Me, the lazy dropout who never tried to achieve anything in his life, who thought he just wanted to coast by doing the bare minimum. Me, who is now sitting before you, opening a theater in the middle of a backwater town on a backwater planet, in a corner of the galaxy no one cares about, right? Doesn't it feel like that sometimes? Like no one cares about Elthan? So why should we care about it? But Oliver's death made me want to care about something. The meaninglessness of his death felt so wrong. It seemed like his death was what happened in the background of the action-adventure holodramas Oliver and I had grown up watching. We always imagined ourselves as the main characters, the ones living great lives. We were the heroes, never the people in the background. But Oliver's death made me wonder if we shouldn't even have seen ourselves as heroes. Because we're not the main characters, right? As much as we think we are, we're just the background players getting killed by stray blaster bolts while the hero runs away unscathed. Man, <laughs> that got dark, didn't it? Really dark. Damn, I didn't mean to make this so depressing. Look at Grunt. He's right. This is why I should never go off script. Sorry, babe. Forgive me? <laughs> You'll forgive me. Don't worry. You're probably wondering how the hell this is going to become a touching dedication to this theater I rebuilt in honor of my brother. Well, give me a moment. I'm going to figure out how to tie this all back together. War. Tragic death, background players, action adventure, holodramas, you know. There it is. Holodramas. Like I said, Oliver and I grew up watching holodramas together. We watched them all, no matter how good or bad, we couldn't get enough of them. We'd spend hours in this theater watching two or three back to back. This theater? actually used to be called the Skyway Theater. But it closed down a few years before the war began. The Vins, the previous owners, passed away and when their children moved off-world, the Skyway became an empty building. And no one had the money to reopen it, so it sat empty. The kids of Elthan no longer had a place to dream or escape the horrible world they lived in like Oliver and I were able to growing up. Because when it was open, man, this place meant everything to us. Our parents never had to worry about me getting into trouble. They definitely never had to worry about Oliver getting into trouble. Because we were always here. 
watching holodramas on the big screen. Days spent in this theater made us think we could go off and do bigger things beyond Iltan. We could be anyone, go anywhere, do anything we wanted. Oliver took those lessons to heart and pursued a career in medicine that took him all across the galaxy, saving lives and sharing his work with countless others. While I forgot the lessons somewhere along the way. Unfortunately, it took Oliver's death to remind me of them. After Oliver's funeral, I decided to walk home. I don't remember where I was walking, what direction I was going, but somehow I found my way back to the Skyway. I went to the entrance, and to my surprise when I pressed the panel, the door slid open. Inside was a mess. Dust everywhere, some creatures had made their homes in the walls. And the theater itself was depressing. I sat down on one of the recliners and before I knew it, I was weeping. Full on breakdown. I mean, snot everywhere, half sobbing, half screaming kind of meltdown. It should have been me. I kept saying, over and over. It shouldn't have been Oliver. I was the one who let everything go. Who forgot about her childhood dreams. Oliver never did. He was making something of himself. He was changing the galaxy. I was going to waste away on Elton forever. And I didn't care. So why was I still here and Oliver gone? Why? It took a while, but I eventually calmed down. And when I did, I heard a voice. Swear to the force, I heard it clear as day. By the theater, Jay. No one called me Jay. Only Oliver had. I think it was him. Oliver, I mean. Somehow, some way, Oliver told me what I needed to do. And in that moment, I'd never been so sure about anything in my life. I was going to reopen the Skyway. So I bought it. Used all the credits I had in the bank, purchased this worn-down theater in the middle of a dying town, and rebuilt it into the Oliver Theater. What now? The theater's officially open. And here I am, making a mess of this dedication that's hopefully never going to be heard by anyone other than you lucky beings who decided to come tonight. Dedication. Dedications. Who's this theater dedicated to? I had a list of people this theater is dedicated to on that data pad I turned off a few minutes ago. I could turn it back on and read them out, but I'm not sure that's really who this theater is dedicated to. Who do you want your theater to be dedicated to, Oliver? I guess... I guess I have to think about why Oliver wanted me to reopen this theater. He loved the Skyway because it showed him a pathway out. It showed him that he could be the hero of a story and that he wasn't just some random kid in the background. I think Oliver wants to give that gift to the kids of Elthar. Those growing up today and the ones growing up in the future. That's what the Skyway was all about to Oliver. 
And that's what the Olivet Theater will be about to the kids of all ages who long for something greater than themselves, who dream for something better than they have, and who will be the main characters in the story of the galaxy. Sometimes, they just need an action-adventure holodrama to show them how. Miss you all. I met Jed not long ago. We sat next to each other on a shuttle. I was heading back to Noel after a work trip to Lothal, and he was heading back to Elthon. We got to talking, another annoying trait of mine I always talk to those I sit next to when traveling. And Jed told me about the Oliver. It's been open and thriving for over 30 years now. Jed told me all about how the theater is home to many events in their town, how students can see one holodrama free a week as a way to encourage their exploration of the arts, how professors and activists from off-world travel to the theater and give lectures about their ventures and pursuits. He even told me how he had to lay low for a few months during a First Order occupation of Elthon, but how he had moved screenings into his home, ones exposing the truth of the First Order and the Empire before it. I was in awe of everything he'd done and tried to tell him how he was making the galaxy a better place, but Jed is a humble man. He shook his head and told me I was wrong that he was simply trying to do right by Oliver, not trying to change the galaxy. The shuttle dropped out of hyperspace shortly after, and we prepared to go our own ways. We were quickly separated in the chaos of antsy beings ready to disembark, so we could only give short farewells before heading in different directions. But Jed, if you're listening, here's what I would have said to you if I could have. I'm so sorry you lost, Oliver. I'm so sorry he didn't get to see all you've accomplished in his name, the impact you've had in your small town. But I see it. And so many others see it. You may not hear this enough, but thank you for opening the Oliver Theater. Thank you for listening to your brother's voice in the Skyway that day. Thank you. Jed, my friends listening, always remember, you may not be able to change the entire galaxy, but you may be able to change the entire galaxy for one being, and what a gift that can be. Thanks for joining me, Lana Slock, your host for another episode of Beings of the Galaxy, a Beyond the Outer Rim Holomag production bringing you the stories of the everyday people who make up our galaxy far, far away. We'll see you next time.